Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. News Roundup Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. So uh, President Biden tonight will be addressing the nation uh, about your pocketbooks. No, uh, about, uh, let's see, anything like how to stop school violence, protect kids in school, uh, distancing himself from defund, dismantle, no bail laws. No, none of that's going to come up. It's going to be, oh, let's let's go for the Second Amendment. Uh, the Second Amendment is not absolute, Joe Biden saying. Uh, he wants to ban not only ARs, AKs, but also 9mm pistols. Um, pretty unbelievable. There is a simple, easy solution. Americans are not going to give up their Second Amendment rights. I pointed out many times on this program, even our own CDC, they actually get one figure right. They didn't do, they didn't do well on COVID. But two and a half million American lives are saved every year because people have firearms. Law abiding citizens have firearms. And I ask all my liberal friends, what makes you think that any criminal is ever going to abide by any law that you pass? Because the answer is but they will not. By their very nature, they are law breakers. So it will take away the rights of law abiding citizens to protect themselves. And then my next question. What are you going to do when somebody breaks into your home in the dark of night and wants to kill you and your family and rob you blind? Because I know what I'm going to do. I am going to confront and I'm going to try my very best to protect myself and my family. And that's it. That's that's how Americans protect themselves. Uh, The same exact protection that we offer Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, 
uh, all of the secretaries in the cabinet, uh, high-ranking officials in government, local government, state government, federal government, they all have security. Hollywood stars, all the ones that are against people having the right to gun ownership, they all have the money to pay for security guards. So uh, the answer is, don't we owe our children the exact same protection that all these people get? I think that's very simple. But one of the reasons that we see this dramatic increase in violence all over the country is because we have not taken this issue seriously. And, you know, I, I, I keep scratching my head and I keep wondering if they really cared about kids that are dying. Why do, why hasn't Joe Biden ever mentioned the name of one kid killed in Chicago since he's been vice president or the hundred years before that he was a senator? He never once we now on my television show. Those of you that watch Hannity, and I hope all of you watch, uh, I scroll those names of those kids and those adults and the people that are shot every weekend and the people that are shot and killed. And we come in every Monday. We can. We don't always, but sometimes we do. We'll give you the the roundup, the statistics. But because of no bail laws, because of defunding the police, because of dismantling the police, uh, we now find ourselves with the total number of children killed going up every single year uh you, you know for example when donald trump was president number was still too high but it's 25 percent higher under joe biden about 3.3 deaths a day when donald trump was president now it's 4.4 children dying from gun violence every day now are we do now we do know how to stop gun violence in big cities because there's a guy by the name of rudy giuliani that did it in new york we were approaching nearly 3,000 murders a year in New York City. He gets elected mayor, near impossibility for a Republican, and he then instituted what's called stop and frisk. They identified where the areas are where the most violence was occurring, and they targeted those areas, and they targeted people with the potential, if they, if they thought they would randomly frisk people now you might have civil liberties issues with that put that aside but the number went down to about 300 murders a year in new york city thanks to rudy giuliani's policies and they were mayor bloomberg kept them in in, in place anyway joining us is jimmy graham he's a veteran navy seal former protective officer for the cia's elite global response staff and before we get to him i want to point out that uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, the new White House communications director, is saying hardening schools is not something Biden believes in. Anyway, listen to what she said. And uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to schools and, and I don't know what he said specifically about about schools. I know there's been a conversation about hardening schools. That is not something that he believes in. He believes that we should be able to to give uh, teachers the resources to be able to do the job uh, that they're meant to do at schools. Anyway, Jimmy Graham, uh, veteran Navy SEAL, former protective uh, officer for the CIA's elite global response staff. Look, there's nobody that I know that can defend or would defend what happened in Uvalde. That, to me, though, is an anomaly because I, I have so many law enforcement friends. I have so many family members that were involved in law enforcement that that every single person I know that goes into law enforcement, they want to serve and they know that day may come where they got to rush in, put their lives on the line, like, for example, 9-11-2001, risk their lives they do it willingly 
and they trained for it. And and what we saw, I believe, in Texas was the anomaly. And it's unforgivable. I can't understand it. Nobody can understand it. But that doesn't mean we say, oh, well, what good are armed guards going to do? They're going to do a lot of good in terms of prevention, in my view. Your thoughts? That's right, Sean. You'd mentioned limiting entryways. You know, that's got to be a culture thing where we're going to limit the entryways so there's only a couple places to defend from, from externally. The other thing is I've heard recently, you know, it's not what teachers signed up for is to protect. Um, none of us signed up for this. This is horrible. This is consequences, consequences of decisions we've made coming to fruition, and I think it's just the beginning of that. So I think that run, hide, fight was a good place to start, but it was lacking. We say it this way, defend. It's D-E-F-E-N-D. It's defense, evacuate, fortify, emergency medical aid, notify others in your immediate area, and dial 911. It doesn't mean they have to do all of that, but they must do some. So if a teacher says, I don't want to call 911, I'm saying, what are you willing to do? So I think there needs to be a change. Being a teacher has changed, and that's unfortunate, but that's the truth. All right, so let me ask you, because you, you have this company, you're a CEO of a company called Able Shepherd, and you provide active shooter response and violent encounter training for schools, churches, companies, and responsible citizens. So obviously there are, for example, I know a friend of mine is a pastor, and his church, unbeknownst to any congregant, is a fortress. They have armed guards all over that church every Sunday. They have more cameras than you could shake a stick at. Nobody knows they have all those cameras. And they have people monitoring everybody that goes to Sunday worship, etc. They monitor everybody to keep everybody safe and secure. And if something, God forbid, ever happened, and I would argue churches like schools or targets, uh, they're prepared. But every school is not prepared in the country, and that's a big problem to me. That's correct. And I think, you know, able shepherd, I've defined that word. What it means to me is the word shepherd means to protect, to teach, and to lead. So it's not just protect. And I understand the sheepdog mentality, but that just says protect. But to teach and to lead, I think that is the way forward. I think somewhere along the way, we were convinced somehow that we don't need each other anymore. You know, our motto is take care of one another. That's it. Just take care of one another. Well, what if things are good? Then teach them and lead them. What if things are bad? Then protect them. But it means that is my job. And when we see many, many churches, schools, civic groups, businesses that take on that role, you see a degree of dignity that reminds them it's on us. 2020 reminded us of that because we called 911 and nobody showed up. Because of what we've done with police officers, they're understaffed. But there's no shortage of men, I say, or is there? You know, that's where communities need to come together and say, hey, I got you, you got me, let's get back to living our lives. And it's not a life of fear, it's the way it was designed to be. Why do people think that taking away guns from law-abiding citizens is, is logical in some way? Uh, I've had a light, I, I, my mom was a prison guard, my dad worked in family court probation. My mom had a loaded revolver next to her bed uh, without a safe all my years growing up and at a very young age my mother and father took me to a range and taught me gun safety anyway so i go i take my first lesson and the guy says do you remember everything that i've just told you about gun safety and i said yes sir and he goes great when you come back next week if you still remember it and you can tell me you remember it all then i'll let you fire the weapon and I went back and I ended up going there, training there, learning. And I actually, at the time, became a pistol marksman at a pretty early age. Yeah, I think people are afraid of things they don't understand. So when we, you know, it's very common for me, we do this, you know, every day, but Sunday, where this is exactly what we're doing. We're adding value to people in this arena, meaning that 
very common to have people that have never fired a firearm. And then you show them that this is a tool, this is a responsibility. It's not a hobby. This is a capability. And with that capability comes a responsibility. And you show them how it works. We say this is what's worked since the beginning of time. This is a principle and protective work. To get to them, you have to go through me. And then you teach a, you know, a, uh, a soccer mom who's never fired a pistol before that that capability exists in her to say, to get to my children, you have to go through me. There's responsibility to do it. You show them how to do it, and they leave 10 foot tall. That's a right. That's an inalienable right to, to protect my children. Um, and, you know, I heard you talking on the, on, the, on the setup. To disarm me would be a disservice to this country. Like, people want me armed. I've, I've talked to many, many people. Every day that I've talked to them, I've been legally armed. And I talk to them, and they say, really? That, you've been armed that whole time. Yes, I have. Because I am that person that would pull you... They pull you out of the snow here in Colorado. I would stop and see what's going on with your car. And if I saw somebody hurting you, I would figure out what's going on and try to help. You know, to me, it's very simple. If politicians are protected with our tax dollars and I want to go on record saying I support that. I think it's the right thing to do. We've got to protect all our elected officials. I don't care whether you're a Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, doesn't matter uh, because they're targets. We should protect them. We can protect them. We have the means to protect them. But if we're going to protect them, we need to protect our children as well. And certainly the 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 policies of no bail and and dismantle and defund the police have not helped. All it has done is exacerbated violence in usually big cities run by liberal Democrats for decades and blue states run by liberal Democrats for decades. Uh, interestingly, they have the toughest gun laws and they have the most uh the, the highest volume of shootings and murders and killings with guns that are illegal in their cities and states. Yeah, I think, you know, that's it's important for people to know you must be able to defend yourself. You must. We're, we're heading into some challenging times. Everybody that I talk to understands that. It's not like we're like, well, here in five years, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be worse uh, because of these consequences that are catching up to us. With everything you just mentioned, plus COVID and the social problems we've instituted, um, this is going to come back around, and we're going to have to live the consequences. And you must be able to defend yourself, and now there's a move to disarm responsible people from doing that. And that's scary. That's dangerous. All right, quick break. More with Jimmy Graham, uh, veteran Navy SEAL, former protective officer for the CIA's elite global response staff, now the CEO of Abel Shepard. How do we keep our kids safe in schools? Hey, listen, you might not realize this, but you ever get an e-card, like invitation e-card, well, you got to be careful. Identity thieves use them for celebrations. For example, maybe you have a family member that's graduating, maybe for Father's Day, you have an e-invite, e-card. Anyway, if you click on one of these fake e-cards sent via email, it could install in your computer, in your device, malware. They could steal all your information. It can add pop-up ads or trick you into buying something. So before you open any e-card, always make sure it comes from somebody that you know it's so important. All of us are putting our personal information at risk every day on the Internet, and that's where LifeLock by Norton comes in. LifeLock.com, they detect uh, any compromise that we would otherwise miss on our own, and they will also scour the dark web on your behalf to see if your personal information is compromised. If it is, you get an alert. If your identity is stolen, it's a disaster, but they will give you a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist that will fix it for you. Uh, it's really simple to protect yourself with LifeLock. Anyway, uh, if you go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK, it's a low annual rate, and you can save an additional 25% off your first year by using the promo code Hannity. 
Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com, promo code Hannity, to protect your good name and reputation and your finances and your credit score. Each and every day, Hannity's got something new. Sean Hannity is on right now. All right, we continue with Jimmy Graham, former Navy SEAL, veteran Navy SEAL and former protective officer for the CIA's elite global response staff. He's now the CEO of his own company. He helps schools protect the kids that are in school, helps churches, big institutions, workplaces. The company is called Abel Shepherd. People ask me a lot, what, Hannity, you, you, you have a gun collection. You talk about it a lot. What, what should I get? What kind of gun should I get? I said, well, any gun you're willing to get safety and training in the use of. That's my first answer. And then I'll give him some suggestions. Um, you know, Henry Repeating Arms happens to be an advertiser on the show. I love their their firearms. They're amazing. It's an amazing company. Every, every single weapon I've gotten from them is accurate right out of the box. There's also another company, if you want a non-lethal alternative that I'm a fan of, and I've purchased a number of them, I give them away as gifts to friends that, that are afraid of firearms, it's called Burner, B-Y-R-N-A, if people want to look it up. And it shoots projectiles of two pepper sprays and tear gas, although in New York you can't have the tear gas part because New York's laws. Uh, so, of course, I'm not allowed to have the, the good projectile. But there are non-lethal alternatives. Would you recommend them, maybe for teachers? Yeah, it depends on what the threat is. Obviously, you know, when we do reality-based training, which is, by the way, how professional protectors train. So we're talking SEAL teams a little bit. When you're talking CIA protective officer and secret service, that's exactly what they do. So there's a good place to start. But what is the threat that you're seeing coming in the door? If you're restricted from having firearms, then I would say yes. Get something that's going to enhance your capability. But what we fall back on consistently here is show me. You can have all the guns in the world. If you can't show me a capability with any of them, I think you wasted a lot of money. So like you said, invest in yourself, get the training. It's what responsible people do. And then be able to replicate a standard based on the threat that you perceive. Like the data is out there and showing you, you know, what might walk into a, a classroom or a church or a, a whatever. And if it does, you need to provide a capability that could meet that threat or, in fact, yeah. beat it. Jimmy Graham, former Navy SEAL, CEO, Abel Shepard. Appreciate you being with us and all you do to keep our kids safe. And thank you so much. God bless. Thanks, right, well, thank you. 800-941-SEAN on number. You want to be a part of the program. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Will you join me in fighting the epic battle of the millennium? Do you realize since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, abortion states now have seen a huge increase in patients. Now, sadly, babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's why Preborn has stepped in, and they use the science of 4D ultrasound to introduce expecting moms to their precious babies, and this science works. When a mom is in crisis and hears that baby's heartbeat or sees him or her on an ultrasound, Guess what? They're more than twice as likely to choose life. Now, five ultrasounds are just 140 bucks. That would help perhaps rescue five babies' lives. If you donate now, that just donate securely. You can do it by 
dialing pound 250 on your cell, saying the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, preborn.com slash Sean. You will never regret helping this organization. Unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network. And now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to think, oh, I'm covered. No worries at all. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket cost, that's not covered by insurance. Now, that can be a lot of money for you and your family, but how do you know that you're not being overbilled? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Now, unless you're a billing expert, how do you possibly know that your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock, they can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. That means when your medical claims come in, well, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. And HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix any hidden errors so you only pay what you owe. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over, get this, $130 million. Bottom line is insurance alone is not enough. Now, to save, just go to HealthLock.com. That's one word, HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. You can't always get what you want, but you can get Sean Hannity online at Hannity.com. 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. Uh, back to where we started the program today. If you missed it, you're just joining us. Welcome aboard. Glad you're on board. Uh, Joey, your president, will be addressing the nation tonight uh, about, quote, gun violence and his measures. Of course, now he wants to ban nine millimeters on top of everything else. What do honest law abiding people do? What are you going to do? What is your plan? I have a plan. I have a lot of plans. I have contingency plans on top of contingency plans. If if something ever happened, for example, on my property, I, I take great care in in where I go and where I'm going to be. Uh, and I don't like to broadcast it because, believe it or not, I know it's shocking, but there are people out there that really don't like me. And over the well, I don't come on the air and talk about it, but I mean, over the years, we've dealt with a number of these instances, if you will. So but every American has a right to be safe. You see these images of older women, you know, 80 years old, walking in the street and some some jackass just comes up and punches them in the face. What, for fun? There's something fun about that. 
or they just rip their pocketbook away from them. You know, now we have people walking into stores. As long as you don't steal a thousand bucks worth of stuff, you're okay. Yeah, that's that's going to keep a lot of people working and a lot of businesses open. We allow that to continue to happen. Um, anyway, so Joe Biden is not going to deal with inflation tonight. He's not going to deal with the borders tonight. He's not going to deal with the failed economy, high gas prices. No, he's going to talk about getting rid of nine millimeters and, you know, act like he cares. And I go back to the fact in the last three years, we lost nearly 5000 kids and he didn't he, he didn't utter a word. Why didn't Joe Biden talk about all of those kids killed? A lot of them on under his watch, but paying attention. And why didn't he, when he was vice president, ever mention the name of a single kid killed in Obama's hometown of Chicago? They barely, both of them barely ever mentioned the violence in Chicago. Obama did a few times. But he, I can't remember. We looked hard. We didn't find one instance where Vice President Joe Biden mentioned the name of a single child that was killed in Obama's hometown of Chicago. Anyway, but then this is a guy who forgot the name of his own Health and Human Services Secretary, Javier uh, Becerra. Listen. Now, uh, you, I'm going to hand it over to uh, Secretary, Mr. Secretary. I'm going to have you speak now and your remarks, and then we're going to hand it over uh, to, uh, to Samara, to my, behind me here. To Samara. To no, uh, it's... Uh, Becerra, Joe. It's not that hard. You can practice. Try go home. If you really try hard, I think you can probably get it on the 50th attempt. Um, anyway, then Joe Biden talked about nine millimeters. I, I own a number of nine millimeters. Uh, it is really not that much different than a 38. Really isn't. Also, have a Glock 40, uh, which is a little more powerful. Uh, anyway, he says, we... Um, we literally, we're not going to be able to, the Second Amendment, he says, is not absolute. I'm like, yeah, the right of the people to keep and to bear arms shall not be infringed. Well, they didn't allow cannons when they did the Constitution. You're right, except um, they didn't disallow them, Joe. There were no gun laws until, what, the, the 1930s. Not one restriction at all, whatsoever. Uh, who was it? Jonathan Turley, the first person to point that fact out. Here's Joe Biden on the Second Amendment not being absolute. We know certain ones will have significant impact and have no negative impact on the Second Amendment. Second Amendment's not absolute. When it was passed, you couldn't own a you couldn't own a cannon. You couldn't own certain kinds of weapons. It just has always been limitations. But guess what? These actions we've taken before, they saved lives. And they can do it again. Now, the first thing is there was no demonstrable difference when they went with the first assault weapons ban, and they don't even know the difference between, quote, what they identify or name or call an assault weapon and other weapons that are out there. And again, criminals, by their very nature, don't obey laws. They'll find ways to circumvent them. The only people that will be disarmed are law-abiding citizens that will be left defenseless. And, and when they call 911... Well, if they live in one of those cities that defunded and dismantled the police or one of those cities that lets people out in a revolving door because of no bail, uh, not going to work out well. Uh, my favorite, though, is Joey saying, well, we're not going to be able to click a switch and lower gas and food prices. No, Joe, it's going to take a lot of time to fix the damage you caused. You're right. You're half right on this one. Listen, there's a lot going on uh, right now, but the idea we're going to be able to, you know, click a switch 
bring down the cost of gasoline is not likely in the near term, nor is it with regard to food. Unbelievable. All right. Joy is in Florida. Joy, how are you? Welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Thanks so much for your time today. Um, I just wanted to opine on the whole herd and depth thing, and um, I felt stupid following it. I'm an older woman, and I thought, why in the world am I interested in this? And I figured it out. Um, I had heard Amber talk about hitting him and saying, I didn't punch you. I just slapped you. And no, I she says she, does, she, she actually said, I want to get it right because this is important. I didn't punch you. I just hit you. I'm like, and well, what if Johnny if Depp said, okay. I didn't punch you. I just hit you. You absolutely nailed what I thought. And I thought, how many people today are in a situation where somebody's saying, okay, I didn't, I didn't punch you. I just hit you. I didn't, I didn't push you. I just nudged you. I didn't, I didn't pull your hair. I, I just grabbed it. Um, and, and I thought, my God, if it were a man saying it, there would be, hell today and everybody would be wearing vagina hats and walking around and protesting but because it was a woman By the way, I, for, it, I, okay. I forgot all about those hats and that that march i forgot all about them go ahead and and that that really really bothered me because i thought it was such a disservice to all the people who suffer in silence from abuse um and there are people that are about, real victims of abuse what you're saying is deep and it is profound and and the wow. interesting thing that also struck me is that when he she complained and you keep walking away from me and going from room to room to room, that sounds like a guy that's trying to de-escalate a bad situation. And but it but it's worse. She talked about um, him shoving a whiskey bottle into her vagina so hard that it hurt her pubic bone and she was worried because there was broken glass all over and she worried was it one of the broken glass whiskey bottles that he was shoving into her vagina and raping her with and I thought you know you never went to the doctor for that you never went to be checked and there are people out there who actually have been raped and one of them is my very disabled daughter um, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's the worst. Yep, it, it was. That, that, um, that to me is pure evil. Well, and and I don't exactly know where, when I know where, um, we took her in for just a regular gynecological checkup, and um, her gynecologist that told me she she's no longer intact. And I said, okay, could she have fallen? Could she have this? Could she have that? And, and she said, no, she was penetrated. And I thought about the times that I dropped her off at an adult day training place so I could go to my job teaching students like her. And one day she ran out the back door and ran to my car before I left. And I, I, I deal with the guilt that I feel about that. But I think, what about what about the people like her, and not just women, but men who are raped as well? And here you have a person who is creating this story and making it as salacious and violent as she possibly can. If it was and a broken again, glass, a huge disservice to everybody else. We would have known. She would have known. And and let's take her at her word for a second here. And and again, all the I believers, I believe that allegations need to be taken seriously. The allegations against uh, Justice Kavanaugh were taken seriously. Republicans did not mess that up. 
the stories fell apart, especially the they lined up every other weekend and they gave the girls punch and then they line up in the hall and they take turns raping these girls. And uh, if that would have had happened, one of those girls would have told somebody at some point. But if you if you take her at her word here. At some point, you, you have to ask yourself, and, and I forget, I think it was Tammy Brewster brought it up last night. Why would you ever stay? Now, I understand the Stockholm Syndrome. I understand that that people have various conditions that that I don't fully comprehend because I'm not a medical doctor and I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a shrink. I don't know. And I have no idea why people would allow themselves to be treated badly. I have a saying, you teach people how to treat you in life. In other words, if people do not speak to you the proper way, you you say, excuse me, I will not be spoken to that way. Excuse me, get your hands off me. Excuse me, get that finger out of my face or I'm going to break it in two seconds. And and I'm. I'm more outspoken. For me, it comes naturally. I understand for other people it does not. But we have to train our kids to to be able to fight off evil. What you're describing happened to your daughter is an evil that she likely won't get over for the rest of her life. I know people that this has happened to. And sure, they they move on. But the damage, the the post-traumatic stress is very real for them and and often you know manifests itself in in ways that you can't even begin to think of intimacy issues etc i can go into a whole list of things that evil shouldn't happen and we really in my mind we have got to teach our young kids how to be smart be aware of their environment don't go to places where you know there's going to be trouble as my parents used to say, nothing good usually happens after midnight, although they let me at 12 work till 2 in the morning, so I'm not sure uh, if, if if that applied in my case. But in all seriousness, we've got to protect these kids. And then when we catch these people, we need to put them away forever. You rape an innocent person, you should forfeit your life of freedom forever. End of sentence. And now with DNA testing, we can determine very easily whether or not this person's guilty or not guilty, at least in a lot of the cases, not every case, but in a lot of the cases we can. Um, well, our prayers in, are with in her case, because she is so um, cognitively impaired, she would have no understanding of it. She could she could never testify uh, about it. She doesn't I'm so even sorry, know though. what it is. Um, but, but I think that court case shows us that we need to really do a little bit more work in, in protecting the innocents that are out there and in Listen, looking at people these, and saying... These are two, to me, pathetic, very dark people, and I'm kind of sick of talking about them and giving them any more attention on this. I found the whole thing so distasteful on every level. I don't know. I wasn't in the courtroom. I didn't hear all the testimony. What I did hear, what I did see, you know, made me want to vomit. If you find yourself in a situation, I can say this, where things are spiraling down in a very dark direction, my humble advice is get the hell out of that situation. And I mean for good. Now, if you think that therapy, you think reconciliation is possible, I'm all in favor of forgiveness. You can forgive people, not be friends with the people. You can. You forgive them, but that doesn't mean you have to stay with them. And if people have violent tendencies, 
you know, I always I, I tell people when they say that a boyfriend or a girlfriend has a bad temper, I said, that's a bad sign. That is not a good sign. Anyway, Joy, appreciate it. 800-941-SHAWN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Um, I just feel when you hear these horror stories, and I know people that have lived through the, those horror stories, real life, it is the damage is so deep and it, it takes a lifetime, if possible, to heal. And in many cases, people won't ever fully heal. The scars are there forever. We'll continue. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern Fox News. Please set your DVR so you never miss an episode. Load it, load it up. Senator Ted Cruz, Newt Gingrich, Reince Priebus, Kellyanne Conway, Geraldo, Greg Jarrett, Larry Elder, Jason Chaffetz. News you'll never get from the mob. How bad is your economy? We'll spell it out. And Joe's plan to take your guns. 9 Eastern tonight, Hannity, Fox News. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.